1: Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. In the sky so dark, there is one bright star that is shining. Chi- G-
0: Afraid. Even David, who was a brave warrior and a mighty king, felt afraid sometimes. You know what he did? Well, listen to what he wrote in the book of Psalms. Then you'll know what to do next time you feel afraid.
1: From Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. about jesus sure makes your heart feel happy we'll do some more singing in a few minutes now let's get back to our continuing bible story
2: from the bible and living sound
3: oh why did i listen to them perhaps some music will no no music your
4: majesty (laughs) it's getting daylight it's daylight
3: Scribe, get the captain and several of the guards and meet me at the mouth of the lion's den. Make haste. Captain, roll away the stone, you and your men. But certainly his majesty doesn't want us. Roll see away the-, the stone. Huh? Daniel. Daniel. Is thy God whom thou servest continually Able to deliver
5: thee from the lions? O oh, king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lions' mouths that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocence was found in me, also before thee, king, have I done no hurt. Did you hear that, scribe? Daniel is still alive. The
3: lions didn't hurt him. We'll get you right out, Daniel! His God did it, scribe. What a wonderful and powerful God. He controls even the wild beasts. Uh, Your men, have them draw Daniel out immediately. Yes,
4: Your Majesty. Down with the rope, men. Daniel's God must be all-powerful. Tie
3: the rope under your arms, Daniel, sir. Oh, I'm so happy, Your Majesty's. the happiest day of my life. Are you ready, sir? All ready, sir. Scribe. Draw him up, men.
4: Careful. He's been in that hard, damp place all night, and he he's
3: not young anymore. Easy now. Easy. Daniel. Daniel. Good morning, Your Majesty. It's all my fault, Daniel. Please forgive me. As my counselors tricked me into signing that decree, but. but they shall pay. They, their wives, and their children. They shall be cast into the lion's den! Fear, my dear, the lions aren't
1: going to hurt us. They're not hungry. If they were, they'd have torn Daniel to pieces.
2: Daniel's god saved him. He
1: did not. No god is that powerful. If you're so
4: sure of that, why don't you offer to be the first to be cast over to the lions? Well,
1: because I... I oh, all right, I'll be the first. Captain, mm. roll away the stone. Ah! Uh, <laughs>
3: All right, in you go. I, I'm not afraid.
1: Out of my way, I'll, I'll drop in by myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hungry? Oh, the lions are so hungry, they tore him to pieces ere he touched the bottom. Uh, Daniel was
5: surely saved by his God.
4: Then did King Darius write unto all the people a proclamation, saying, I, Darius, king of Babylon, make a decree
3: that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. He delivereth and restoreth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions.
4: During the reign of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream.
5: When he awoke, he wrote the dream and told it to his three companions. It seems a great wind blew and four beasts came up out of the sea, each different from the other. The first beast was like a lion with eagle's soaring wings, but the wings were plucked. And the beast was made to stand up like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And a terrible-looking beast that must have been. The second one? Oh, it was like a bear. It raised up and had three ribs in its mouth, and a voice cried unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. And the third beast looked like a leopard with four wings of a fowl upon its back. It also had four heads, mm. and dominion was given to it. Four wings and four heads. Terrible. Yeah, the fourth beast looked even worse. It was different from any of the others. It was uh, terrible, dreadful, exceedingly strong. With its great iron teeth, it broke in pieces and stamped the residue with its feet. Oh, yes, yes. And it had ten horns. Ten horns? I was looking at the ten horns when suddenly three of the horns were torn out by the roots, and a little horn came up in their place. This little horn had the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. A horn with eyes and a mouth? How gruesome, terrible. I looked upward and beheld God sitting upon his throne. Which was like the fiery flame. Thousands upon thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books opened. In the books were written all the cruel, unkind, wicked things every person has ever done. I beheld, and lo, the horn speaking great things was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Then I looked and beheld one like the Son of Man came, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him forever and ever. Oh, there was great rejoicing in heaven. Anyway, Daniel, your dream had a happy ending. Did it have a meaning? Well, I, I too was troubled about the dream. Then I fell asleep and dreamed that an angel was standing by me. I asked him the truth of what I had seen, and he told me... The four beasts are four kingdoms which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints shall possess the kingdom, even forever and ever. But what about the fourth terrible beast with iron claws, uh, ten horns, and a horn that uprooted three of the ten? The ten horns are ten kingdoms that shall come out of the fourth worldwide kingdom. And the little horn shall uproot three of the ten kingdoms and speak great things against God. It will persecute the saints and prevail against them... until the judgment shall sit... and the everlasting kingdom shall be given to the saints of the Most High. That was an awesome dream. Just think, Daniel. Jerusalem
3: at this time is in ruins. The children of Israel scattered abroad as slaves and captives. And yet God, in effect, tells his faithful ones... Kings may come and kings may go. Empires rise and fall. Yet I, the God of
5: creation have not forgotten my people nor my purpose. Yes, Shadrach. Someday the seed of the woman shall bruise the serpent's head, as God promised Adam and Eve. Someday the Messiah shall come. Someday Eden will be restored, and all people shall love and serve the God of our fathers, the one and only true God.
1: continue the bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
4: when you go to bed If I could sing you a lullaby and put sweet sweet dreams in your sweet sweet head I would tell you that you're very important I would tell you that you matter a lot and I would this life is exactly what you've got. Maybe you feel you're no good sometimes. Maybe you feel tiny and small. Maybe you feel you're not as smart as the rest than them all If I could sing you a pretty lullaby you all for being on time for this
5: week's Kids Bible Club. As you remember, I asked you to choose a favorite Bible text to memorize and share with the group and tell me why you like that particular passage. Rhiannon, how about you? I see you've got your finger on a text.
2: It's not a very big one.
5: That's okay. In scripture, every word counts.
2: Well, all right. My favorite text is John 11, 35. It says, Jesus wept. Ah, no wonder she chose that one. Just two words. That's not why I chose it. Okay,
5: okay. Don't get upset, Rhiannon. I'm sure Henry and the rest of us would like to know why that particular text is important to you.
2: It's just that sometimes I cry too. Like, when my daddy died, I cried all the time. I couldn't stop. I just kept thinking about him and thinking about him, and it made me so lonely. People would come to the house and try to cheer me up, but I kept being sad. Then I remembered what you said in church about how we're supposed to find comfort in the Bible. Well, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know where to look. So I just started reading, and I found this story about when Jesus' friend, Lazarus, died, and Jesus went to visit Lazarus' sisters. And when he saw them crying, he started crying too. He just cried jesus wept i guess i needed someone to cry with me for a while that's why the text is my favorite when i read it i know that jesus understands what i'm going through he really really understands
4: jesus wants to be our friend he has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
6: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 7, Meeting Mr. Chambers. The shoebox kids talked excitedly as they left Mrs. Shoe's house. They had been dropped off there by Willie's mom to get their school things. Though she had offered to take each of them home, they had politely declined. They wanted time together to discuss what Mr. Smith had shown them on the house plans. Mr. Smith had first pointed to where a door was originally made at one end of the bathroom, but they were more interested in what Mr. Smith showed them next. Taking a blank piece of paper, he sketched the lines of the kitchen and bathroom just as they appeared on the building plans. Then he added a line at the end of the bathroom. The result was one solid wall across the back of the kitchen. But who extended the bathroom wall to make it a secret room, Chris asked. Do you think Mr. Chambers did, or his parents? Maybe his grandparents turned it into a secret room, Dee Dee offered. Maybe Mr. Chambers doesn't even know there is a secret room. ''Well, he's got to have noticed the different wallpapers,'' Maria said. ''Yeah, but maybe he figures that whoever put the wallpaper up just ran out of wallpaper and couldn't find the same pattern,'' Sammy said. ''That's why we've got to get inside his house to figure out why there's a secret room. It must have been used to hide something or someone,'' Sammy said. ''We're going to have to talk to Mr. Chambers.'' ''Do you really want to talk to him?'' Jenny asked. ''He looks so mean.'' "'Besides that,' Chris said, "'what are you going to say to him? "'Are you just going to ring the bell and say, "'Hi, Mr. Chambers, anyone hiding in your secret room?' "'They all laughed. "'Well, there's got to be a way to get in there "'and look at the kitchen wall or something,' Sammy said. "'They walked on in silence. "'How were they going to find out about the secret room?' I've got it, Jenny yelled suddenly. The others jumped. Our school is selling candy bars as a fundraiser, she said. Maybe Sammy and I could ask if he wants a candy bar. Then when he invites us in while he gets his money, Sammy can sneak a peek in the kitchen. Or ask for a drink of water, maybe, Chris suggested. But suppose he doesn't want a candy bar, Maria said. Why would grouchy old Mr. Chambers want to help out your school and buy a candy bar? He doesn't even like kids. He probably doesn't even like chocolate. Maybe you're right, Sammy said, but I think we should give it a try. Who can help Jenny and me tomorrow? I can, Willie said. Good. I'll meet both of you at the vacant lot after school. And don't forget the candy bars. The next afternoon, Sammy waited in the far corner of the field next to Mr. Chambers' house. He kept looking at that little round window. Now he knew there really was a bathroom on the other side. But why would anyone want a secret bathroom? Sammy thought about the book he'd brought home from the library. He hadn't had a chance to read it yet with everything else going on, but he knew from glancing through it that many people during history were in need of a secret room, and usually it had something to do with people not being liked by others because they were different somehow. Sammy thought about his grandparents. They had come from their homeland to America after they were first married. Were they disliked or treated mean too? He'd have to talk to them about that. "'Sammy looked up the street "'just as Willie and Jenny rounded the corner "'and started down the block. "'Sammy raced off to meet them. "'Hi, guys!' Sammy yelled when he reached the sidewalk. "'Willie waved. "'They met up with each other at the oak tree "'and continued on up the street. "'Then they turned into Mr. Chambers's walkway. "'As they neared the front porch, "'they saw the steps and stopped. "'How were they going to get Willie up the steps to the porch? "'Then something caught Willie's eye. "'Over at the one end of the porch "'was a ramp built from the ground "'right up to the level of the porch.' Willie pointed to the ramp. Look, I don't remember seeing that before, Jenny said. Me neither, Sammy agreed. Sammy pushed Willie up the ramp right to the front door. They stopped. This was it. Sammy rang the bell and they waited. Slowly the door creaked open and there was Mr. Chambers standing right before them. All three held their breath as they looked at him. His face was greased with wrinkles, and his hair was cut short and white as snow. But he was quite handsome, and his blue eyes had a twinkle in them. Yes, he asked. Sammy nudged Jenny. Oh, um, we're selling candy bars for, for our school, Jenny stammered. Would you like to buy one? For your school, you say? Mr. Chambers said in a raspy sort of voice. Why, sure. I always like to help out with a good cause. Please come in, he said, holding the door open. Sammy wheeled Willie up a small wedge of cement where a step used to be and into the house. "'Let me get my money,' he said. "'I'll only be a minute.' He walked slowly, with a slight limp, into another room. Sammy looked around and then walked quietly through the living room toward the kitchen. But before he could see anything, Mr. Chambers came back. "'Now, how much are your candy bars?' he asked. "'One each,' Willie answered.' "'That sounds reasonable,' Mr. Chambers said. "'And since I love chocolate, I'll take three of them.' "'Willie handed Mr. Chambers three candy bars, "'and Mr. Chambers handed him three $1 bills. "'Thank you,' Jenny said. "'She looked at Sammy, who shrugged. "'What were they supposed to do now?' "'Thanks for stopping,' Mr. Chambers said politely. "'Sammy began to turn Willie's chair and head toward the door. "'But I can't leave yet,' he thought. "'He hadn't learned anything about the secret room, "'or even if Mr. Chambers knew it was there.' He tried to think. Suddenly, he turned to Mr. Chambers. Could I use your bathroom, please? Sammy asked. Sure, Mr. Chambers said as he began to point toward the kitchen. It's right off the... Um, I mean, the only bathroom is upstairs. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 9, The Secret of the Hidden Room, written by Nancy Speck